Willis Welcome to the Fade Route. With DNZ. Here are your hosts. DNZ. Welcome to this week's episode of the Fade Route with DNZ Special Friday Edition. I am D, and we've got a great show for you today. The Astros go up 2-0 on the Yankees. Mm-hmm. The Padres and the Phillies are tied at one game apiece. Yeah. And Zion and the Pelicans blow out the Nets. Hmm. But we begin today's show with a trade that went down last night. Panthers star running back Christian McCaffrey was traded to the 49ers for a second third and a fourth in the 2023 draft and a fifth rounder in the 2024 draft the 49ers have been struggling to keep their backs healthy and christian christian mccaffrey should certainly fill the void elijah mitchell left earlier in the season so z i ask you what does this trade do for the 49ers well it depletes their First and foremost, it depletes their draft capital because you're looking at a second, a third, and a fourth round pick and a fifth round pick in the 2024 draft. They're just going Los Angeles Rams on everybody. Fuck them picks. <laughs> Fuck them picks. Fuck them picks. But I don't know. I mean, they they were smart enough to not send a first round pick to Carolina. So I think even Carolina realizes that a first round pick would be a reach. For a guy that I think we can all agree is injury prone and Christian McCaffrey even leans into the joke where he said I took a shit and I'm surprised they didn't end up on IR. Jeez. So like he he's, he's aware of his situation but he's a dynamic player when he's on the field. The problem is this year he's been on the field like a JV level team right? If there was relegation he, the Carolina Panthers would probably be in the act. And the AF hasn't been operating since 2019. <laughs> 85 rushes, 393 yards. He's averaging 4.6 a carry, right? That's not bad. It's not great, but it's not bad. Two touchdowns. But what this does is it ultimately benefits the passing game, right? Because now you don't have to worry about lining up Debo in the backfield, which he hates. Like, let's be real. Debo Samuel hates doing that and that was kind of the bone of contention and why he has to be traded is that he does not want to be featured in the offense in that way he wants to be a wideout. this gives them the opportunity to do so but it's a very short-term fix right because you know as well as i do that christian mccaffrey is going to get hurt yeah it's a matter of when not if it is when and you know this is a very short-term deal. It's a very, it's rich. It's a very rich deal for a short-term infusion. But, you know, as far as what this means for the Niners, it's just, like, a, it's duct tape on a hole. Like, it's, you know, <laughs> it's not going to work. Eventually, you know, if, if we're talking about a, you know, say it's a boat. You put duct tape there, right? It's not like those Flex Seal ads. The water's going to get in. The water's going to get in because you have a hole in the boat. It does not matter that the duct tape is there. 
the water will find a way. And right now, the injuries are a problem. Defensively, injuries are a problem. Elijah Mitchell is a problem. Trey Lance is turning out to be a problem because Jimmy had to throw 40-something times, 41 times. You're not going to win if Jimmy is throwing 41 times. That's not who he is. He's a game manager. He's a, that's what Jimmy Garoppolo does, and that's what he excels at. Christian McCaffrey is another tool in the toolbox, but it's like a bent screwdriver. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I... So... We know with Kyle Shanahan and his offense, you know, people get hurt, man. Like, running backs, backs, you don't, even their quarterbacks. I mean, Jimmy got hurt last year. Trey got hurt this year. Um, So, I don't give him, I give him maybe four or five weeks before he gets hurt. And he's a guy that is dynamic. And I think he's going to be really good in this offense. But... Like you said, now Debo comes out of the backfield, which is great. I really think this is going to help Jimmy G. I think this mm. is going to help him a lot. It's going to take a lot of pressure off him. People are going to have to respect that running game. But, you know, the the uh, the 49ers, I believe they're like 3-3. Three and three, So they're like a 500 football team right mm-hmm. now. Now, the Rams have been struggling. I mean, the Rams look awful. Seahawks have been battling. I mean, they've... They're playing tough. They're battling. And the Cards, the Cards lost eight straight home games. So last night was their first win at home in a really long time. And they just got DeAndre Hopkins back. So they need, they definitely need to compete in the division. I like what they're doing going for it. Um, also with the Panthers, they realize, you know, this is a wrap. They sent Robbie Anderson away. They're, they're sending Christian McCaffrey away. They're starting over and they're starting now. So good for them. The other part is that Christian McCaffrey's father played for the 49ers, so that kind of, kind of comes full circle. Shout out, Ed. What's up, Ed? Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I think it's a good move for the 49ers who needed running back help. It, it destroys Jeff Wilson's value in fantasy. It destroys Elijah Mitchell's value in fantasy. It changes Debo Samuel's value in fantasy now because he's not going to be coming out of the backfield. I think this weekend they're just going to be going goal line with McCaffrey until they can get him up to speed. Um, they got a big game against the Chiefs this weekend. And then next weekend, they have the divisional game against the Rams, and then they get their bye. So really, they just got to get to their bye. They got to they gotta win this week, win next week, and get to their bye, and then they're going to be in good shape. I mean, all they need to do is get healthy and get whole. But to, to go back to what you were saying about <clears throat> this offense under Kyle Shanahan being dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're, you're right. It's abso- You're absolutely right. And... It has translated to Miami as well, right? Because Mike McDaniel is yeah. bringing that offense to Miami, and he's gotten three quarterbacks murdered. The NFLPA needs to get involved here. Something's going on here. Like, I, I don't understand. Like, I mean, injuries are one thing, right? Like, okay, every team gets an injury bug. But... People are getting is, killed out there. Yeah. No, this, you almost this died. This is different. Tua almost died. No, two, you know, Tua, you know, Tua did. He said he lost consciousness. <laughs> they blacked so, out, Mike. Right. It's like shit. You want to watch MacGruber? No. Come on, get on the plane ride home. We're going. You coming? Coming with? Get up, bitch. We're going on an adventure. <laughs> Pass me the Doritos. <laughs> oh my god. But you know, like that's. 
it is very interesting that this is happening in this kind of offense. But, you know, you really need to be concerned with both parties now because the Niners, this is consistently an issue. And you need to wonder, right, if you're John Lynch, if you're Kyle Shanahan, and now you see it translating to multiple places, maybe we got to change something up a bit because we're going to get our guys fucking killed. Nah, they don't care. They don't care. Do you love brownies? Of course you love brownies. But you know what's better than a brownie? A delicious, handcrafted, gourmet brownie delivered right to your doorstep. That's what our guys at Sweet Life Brownie Co. offer. Chef Tommy D and the crew offer a dozen delicious delights that you will crave. From the classic OB to Dutch Apple to Campfire S'mores and many more. Check out their website, SweetLifeBrownieCo.com, for their Friday brownie drops. At noon, their site goes live and you see what they're making. Since you're there, become a site member and earn points. You earn 50 points just by signing up. Make sure you follow them on Instagram and Facebook too, at SweetLifeBrownie underscore co, for the latest updates and their latest releases and creations. That's SweetLifeBrownieCo.com. Give them a call, 845-641-3043, and tell them D&Z sent you. That's SweetLifeBrownieCo.com, 845-641-3043. Sweet Life Brownie Co., because there's always room for a brownie. But, you know, this trade happened last night, and we were wanted to jump on it right away but the real story going on is major league baseball playoffs so have been great right the padres and the phillies are now tied 1-1 after each team took care of the braves and the dodgers man the phillies finished in third place in the nl east they were up they beat they beat the padres in the first game they were up in the padres in game two then lost the lead how are the phillies still in the playoffs Get hot at the right time. Oh, don't give me that horse shit. Hot at the right time. They're batting Kyle Schorber first, for God's sake. What kind of lineup is that? And what's your point? This is an analytics wet dream. Zach Wheeler, your boy. Never mind, boy. I never liked him. Aaron Nola is their second guy. Like, come on, man. Like, this is... This is not a good baseball team. No, they're not. So So this is what I'll say, right? It's like, I'm... I'm all for parity. I'm fine with that. I do always want to see the best teams complete compete for a championship. Um, I, in the beginning of the season, felt like the Phillies had a very good team because I thought they were going to bang the ball out of the park. I thought they were just going to crush people. With Schwarber, Ramuto, Castellanos, um, Harper. Like, I just thought they, uh, uh, Hoskins. I thought they were just going to just bang the ball off everybody right and then you're, the half, you're halfway through the season and they're just a, they're just an average team they want a firing Girardi and you're like all right this season's over and then it's like well, wait a minute now it's September and August and they're hitting Harper comes back after being out all summer then you know they only have to win three out of five to be to knock the Braves out they knock the Braves out now the Dodgers are gone so they're facing the Padres and it's like wait a minute this this could actually happen it absolutely could happen, but you know what? This is the mediocrity that Major League Baseball wanted. This is what you. This is what happens when yeah. you give the four best teams 
a week off. And I don't, I know you don't want to hear it, but this is the fucking truth. Like, the Dodgers got steamrolled. The Braves got steamrolled. The Yankees had to go to five with the Guardians. The Astros are the only team that thoroughly handled their business. Slap, right? slap, slap. And them even up, then, and even they, then, the Mariners. They had to come back in every game. They had to. They come did. Back they did. It wasn't easy, but they're the only ones that truly slapped down their opponents. So there's something to be said for this playoff format being that fucked, okay? To where you have a competitive disadvantage for your best se- best teams, and it renders the question. It begs the question: What is the point of the regular season? Why am I going to try and get the best record when I'm going to get a week off and I could possibly have a negative, I could possibly have a disadvantage moving forward? Because you you play, you're playing it like it doesn't matter. This shit matters, dude. Getting hot at the right time, getting healthy at the right time, it matters. Listen, I'm not, gonna, I'm, I'm not going to complain about what happened to the Braves or the Dodgers. I'm not going to complain. I mean, they got beat. They honestly they didn't deserve to be there. That's fine. The only thing I have an issue with in the Major League playoff format, I don't care about the week off. That doesn't bother me, and you know that. The issue I had is the play-in game, right? It's like you're letting, you're letting essentially two teams that really shouldn't be playing play each other, right? It's almost like a warm-up. And then you get thrown into a game where this year it just happened to be that the Phillies get thrown into a game with the Braves who, hello, they played 19 times this year. Mm -hmm. Like they know how Freed's pitching. They know how um, the Braves are going to play certain situations. That's fine. You know, you, you should know your opponent, but that's what hurt in that situation. Now, if the Phillies knock off the Braves and the Phillies beat the Padres and the Phillies go into the World Series and they beat the Astros. Man, hats off to the Phillies, right? I mean, forget about getting hot. I mean, you ran through you ran through the gauntlet and you came out on top. It's hard to argue against that. No, it's hard to argue against that, but it's also hard to argue that the road was not made easier. And the road was definitely made easier by this format. Now, I can totally see a complete overcorrection in the opposite direction. We know that Major League Baseball is looking to expand. We know this. They're actively looking for sites and and ownership groups. The moment when the ink is dry on the two new teams, because it's going to be two, right? You're at 30 now. You want to get to 32. 32 means four even divisions of four. So 16 per league. That means you're going to have eight teams in the playoffs. They're just going to keep adding. This is bound to happen. And we're going to get closer and closer to the format that every other major sport has. And it's only a matter of time. It is inevitable. And all that's going to do is further dilute the game. Yeah, so moving on to the other side, right? We have the Astros took the first two games of their series with the Yankees. 
Now the series shifts to New York as the Yankees look to get their first game in the series. They'll be throwing your boy Garrett Cole in Game 3. A lot has been made of Boone's line of decisions. People he's putting in the field, people he's batting in certain places in the batting order. What do you think of the moves he's made so far? And do you think he's going to shake things up when he, when he get back to the Bronx? What's there to shake up? <laughs> Realistically, what, I mean, Josh Donaldson can't buy a hit right now. He looks lost. And they figured out, if I throw him a curveball, he's going to swing. <laughs> or he's just going to get locked up because he, he has tunnel vision right now. He looks absolutely lost, and he's taking it into the field. IKF, adios. Like, come on. They're playing a rookie over you. Oswald Peraza has played exactly as many games as I have played in the major leagues. And he's starting in the championship series over the guy that they purposely went out and got for defense, right? That was part of the whole thing. Otherwise, they would have kept Gio Urshela. Say what you will about Gio Urshela. He's better than IKF. I don't know about that, man. Mm. I mean, Gio Urshela. Yeah, look at the numbers. Look at how he performed. IKF, hot garbage. Gio Urshela, (laughs) solid. Matt Carpenter, Looks Matt Car- you know, the problem with Matt Carpenter is he give a guy hurt. a break. He was hurt. You tell him to come back. He's facing Verlander. He's facing, like, you know, top-end pitching right now. Come on. Right. What's crazy is that I believe the Yankees struck out 17 times, 17 times. in game one. And then I think their 7-8-9 hitters struck out 13 times combined. Uh, there are two guys hitting right now. There are two guys hitting. <laughs> The immortal Harrison Bader, Horace Mann's own, Bronxville, and Mr. Anthony Vincent, one Anthony Vincent Rizzo, <laughs> our paisan. So, the coupling of no hitting with the questionable at best bullpen choices, right? Tyone was struggling at the end. He's at the end of his rope. You have a full complement of pitchers, right? You have your Loisagas, you have your Trevinos, who came in eventually. You have your Wandy Peralta, Mr. Big Balls, like you, like uh, Severino called him. You know, he's got brass balls. Instead, you go to Clark Schmidt. <laughs> Clark <laughs> Schmidt. <laughs> Clark Schmidt, who's like the second to last guy in your bullpen. And the only other guy, the guy at the end of the bullpen is Domingo Herman because he gives you length. That's the only reason why Domingo Herman doesn't go in ahead of Clark Schmidt. And he gets the job done. He gets Tucker to ground into that double play. That's it. Yeah, and then what? And then he comes back he comes back in the next inning and bomb. Bomb. He was so excited you know, he was so excited that he got the ground down double play, pumping his fish, his chest, and they're like, All right, nice inning, you're going back out there, huh? What what? Well, I skip. That, the, skip, I did it. I thought skip. that was it. But skip. No, I did no, 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 no. You got, you got another inning. All right. Bang, bang. Listen. But, you know, I Boone think... set this guy up for failure. Boone, Boone has been setting up a lot of people. But for this failure. is, but this just goes back to really the smoke and mirrors that was the Yankees this year, right? I mean, yeah, they had a great record, but I, I said it all summer. You, you, you can't, you can't bat, you can't bat Rizzo, then. Then, uh, then Stanton, and then John. Like you can't create a lineup like that. Like the bottom of the, the Yankees lineup is just hot garbage. It's just hot garbage. And when you get into the playoffs, 
and you're facing elite pitching every night, it just doesn't work. I mean, well, they I'm had. Out. I'm gonna call bullshit on that for just one second. Let's look at the immortal bottom of the lineup of the Astros: Aledmus Diaz, right? Aledmus Diaz, Chaz McCormick, and Martin Maldonado. But wait a minute, wait a minute. Those guys are getting on base, though. They're getting on base. McCormick hit a home run. Um, Maldonado drew a key walk, a key walk in the, in the game. Like they're they're seeing pitches. They're players. They might not be elite talent, and they might not start on every team in Major League Baseball. But they're they're getting on base. They're making people work to get them out. I mean, come on, you can't you can't really believe that. I believe you match up talent for talent. That talent is inferior to what the Yankees are putting out. The problem is, the problem is, they're not maximizing that talent. They're running, they ran up against Justin Verlander, they ran up against Framber Valdez. These alleged superstars, right? Your Josh Donaldsons, your Glaber Torreses, your, you know, IKFs, like for, say what you will about him, but they brought him in specifically to take the reins at shortstop because Glaber couldn't hack it. What they really miss, who they really miss, is DJ LeMahieu. Like, yeah. a healthy DJ LeMahieu lengthens this lineup. And it gets IKF out of the fucking but lineup. The problem, but the other DJ part with, can play second. Yeah, but the other part with DJ LeMahieu is not DJ LeMahieu this year. You need, like, DJ LeMahieu from two years ago to help this team. Right, well, you know, injuries be damned, you know? But the other part is, is I don't appreciate is like, when you listen to New York radio, all the Yankee fans are crying... And everybody's saying, oh, we're the underdog. It's like, listen, I don't want to fucking hear it. You guys want, you guys had the best record in Major League Baseball for the majority of the season. You still finished with one of the best records. You're, I think, what, they're the, probably the second best team left in guards of record-wise, right? So I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. You went out and get Harrison Boehner at the at the trade deadline, who is actually doing very well for them. Okay, you messed up with Araldis Chapman. You didn't want to trade Volpe for better talent, right? You put yourselves in this situation. And I don't want you to. I don't want to hear about the Astros and all oh, their cheating. Listen, the Astros have been building this thing for five years. They said goodbye to Correa. They said goodbye to Springer, and they said hello, Jordan Alvarez. Hello, uh, Valdez, McCullers, like. We're gonna work. This is where we got a new way of winning. We got and got a good coach, Dusty Baker, and and look at they're one of their best players can't even buy a buy a hit right now. Tuve, I don't think he's like 0 for 22 or 0 for 25, but they're making it work. Well, they're winning. Chapman's not on the roster. That's why Altuve is not hitting. <laughs> but that's on. But that's on the. The Yankees, like I, I just, I'm tired of hearing the the crying. You're the New York Yankees. You've got 27, 28 World Championships, whatever it is. You love, ch- you love sticking your chest out against all these other teams and all these other franchises. You want to shit on Houston because they cheated to win their World Series. Everybody forgets that Yankees won like four of their six championships during the the their heyday in the steroid era when half of the team was on steroids and their their, their clubhouse guy, Roger Clemens's trainer, was given out steroids like the whole league, man. So I don't want to hear about cheating. This is this is a fair and square series. The Yankees have their ace pitching on in, in the next game in game three. 
go beat them. You guys decided to go for Cole when you could have went and signed a Justin Verlander this past offseason. Imagine if the Yankees had Verlander this year. Jeez. Be pretty good. It definitely would be pretty good. But <laughs> did you hear, just uh, to piggyback off what we were saying before, did you hear Aaron Boone on the Michael K show yesterday? No. So what happened was Michael K asks a question about Matt Carpenter asking if it's fair that you didn't use Matt Carpenter in that Texas series to get him up to game speed. Instead, you chose to <clears throat> you chose to have him play in a simulated game against rehabbing rehabbing players and minor leaguers when he could have gotten live bullets in and his first his first taste of live action, you're throwing him out there against Justin fucking Verlander. To which Boone pauses, takes a beat, chuckles a little bit, and says, you're unbelievable. Oh. So there is pushback from Aaron Boone, and Michael K gives it right back to him. He said, how am I unbelievable? How is that an unfair question? And Michael K is right. It is not an unfair question. So there are, you know, the emperor is starting to see that he has no clothes. <laughs> so it's one of the two things. And I said this to my girl yesterday. Shout out, baby. I love you. But <laughs> lots of shout outs today. We're shouting at Ed McCaffrey and my girl. Like, we're good. I'm, fe- I'm feeling the love. I love you, Ed McCaffrey. Didn't want, didn't want him to feel left out. <laughs> we love you too, Ed. But it's one of two things. It exposes the fact that Brian Cashman's really running this team and Aaron Boone has no answers. Or... Aaron Boone feels entitled to some kind of protection for stupidity. And how many years of stupidity can Yankee fans actually excuse? Right? And Listen, I, I frankly, I mean, frankly, I think, like, I he, think, he deserves nothing. Yeah, but Chris, I mean, Chris Carpenter, he, he I, I love the guy. I loved him when he was... Um, I'm sorry, not Chris Carpenter, Matt Carpenter. I loved both him. Cardinals, both were Cardinals. So yeah, I loved him when he was a Cardinal. I always thought he was a phenomenal player just because of his versatility, his ability to hit. And it's possible that Boone was really just relying on him being a veteran and saying, hey, man, like you've been around for a long time and, you know, I know you've been hurt, but you, I do think you can just get in there and, and hack it. And, you know, I, I, I wouldn't be – I like Boone. I like Aaron Boone a lot, actually. I like him as a manager. I like how he's just real about things. Like, I don't feel like he's sugarcoats stuff. Even, like, what you tell me went at Michael K yesterday, good for him. Like, I, I I like what he does. I think he's doing the best that he can. I don't blame this on him. There's not much he could do. The only thing I'd say with him is I don't like the way he he bats his lineup. I just don't. I don't like the way he makes his lineup out. I don't like Aaron Judge hitting second. And I've said I've said this to everybody I talked to. You know, the problem with him batting second is if you get that leadoff guy out, I no longer have to pitch to Aaron Judge. I'll pitch around him if I walk him. Whatever. Rizzo's up next. He's a 240, 250 hitter. Or Stanton. Stanton. It's either bomb or bust with that guy. So I rather take my chances against him. And it just. It just never, in my opinion, it just never works out coming around the lineup. Like, very rarely do I see Aaron Judge get up with, like, bases loaded. Or do I see him get up with a runner on second and third or something like that, you know? Because he's he's batting second, so the bottom of the order, which we just said is trash, doesn't get on base. 
So when he gets up, there's no one for him to knock in. Where now, if you changed it and you bat him fourth, and you have a Bader in front of him, or you have, um, I don't really like Rizzo, but if you want to put Rizzo at, at bat, bat third, you know, you've got he's got a chance to knock some people in. I just, I don't like the way they do the lineup. We'll spin this forward, right? We're going to be in the offseason very soon, uh, in a couple weeks. And the rumors are already flowing, right? There's no guarantees that the Yankees will bring back Aaron Judge. Otani is out there. Now, do you, as the Yankees, right, try and give up the farm to bring in a pair? You bring in Otani and you bring in Anthony Rendon. Yeah, get- I mean, I got, yeah, the problem with that is Rendon is just hurt all the time. That's number one. It's not, not him. But I, I find but he's it, better than Donaldson. I find it very, very unlikely that the Angels are going to deal that the Angels are going to deal Otani before the trade deadline because he's a one. He's only got a one-year, thirty million dollar contract. They're gonna try to get as much out of him for at least half the season before they flip him. And I don't know how much teams are really gonna be willing to give up when it's a year rental, and you really don't know, you know, what if he's gonna if he's gonna play for you. Right. Well, here's the thing. Here's the the selling point. If I'm Perry Manassian, right? You're not just getting one player. You're getting two. Plus, you're get you're going to get Anthony Rendon. You're going to get Otani the pitcher, and you're going to get Otani the hitter. You're getting your everyday DH, and on the fifth day, you're going to get him on the ro- in the rotation. So, if you're going to sell him on that, that's how I can recoup um, a shit ton of prospects for this. If, if you frame it that way, because here's why it's risky for them to keep Otani. Because the longer it goes, right, because he's such a unique talent, the longer it lingers, the greater chance there is that he gets injured. Yeah. And that, you might, you just shot yourself in the foot. So you need to strike while the iron is hot. You need to make sure that you're out in front of this thing and you maximize as much as possible in that return. And the only way to do that, the only way to do that is to, you got to go to the big fish, right? You have to go to the teams with the best minor league systems, and you have to go to the hungriest teams. And the Yankees are going to be starving for pitching. Avoid messy accidents. Get better stopping power with your brake pads. Callahan brake pads. You never know when you'll be driving in the road and there will be a truck tire that you need to avoid and save your family. Callahan Auto, we really care about what's under your hood. Well, it certainly looked like uh, it certainly looked like one basketball team shot itself in the foot this past weekend. Oy. So the basketball season opened in the shadow of Major League Baseball playoffs. One of the surprising games from the opening week was the Pelicans blowing out the Nets in Brooklyn by uh, over 20 points, 22 to be exactly. Uh, your boy, uh, <laughs> Ben Simmons, uh, five rebounds, five assists, four points, and I believe he fouled out of the game. Oh, you believe uh, correctly. Uh, so how should we make this about the Nets or should we make this about the Pelicans? I mean, how good are the Pelicans with Zion Williams? Well, 
speaking of hungry, Zion was hungry to get back on the court, right? And he showed it, 25 and 9. Like, good. Like, he was a plus Wait, 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 wait. Was that Ben's line or was that the Williamson line? That was Zion's line. Oh, Zion. Oh, That was wow. Zion. So that guy, that guy wants to play basketball. Right. That ben guy's put- excited to be back. And playing basketball, right? Ben, Ben put up a triple single. Four, five, <laughs> and five. A minus 26. Uh-oh. And he got fouled out. Uh-oh. And he fouled out. And the iconic image of the three of them in their, in their warm-ups, watching. If you're a fan of schadenfreude, if you're a fan of karma, then that image was one for you. But it's one game. Like, I am not I am not here to bury the Nets. The, be- the Nets will bury themselves. The Nets will bury themselves. Yeah. The Nets will bury themselves. I don't need to do anything. I'm here to praise the Pelicans, right? You're looking at Valanchunas had a double-double, right? 15 and 13. Brandon Ingram, 28 and 7. He's McCollum, guy, 21 and 4. Like, they are, they're primed to take that next step, right? The West is weak. Utah decided to blow things up. The Lakers stink. Like there's plenty of room. There's there's plenty of space. I like I, I really liked I really liked the way the Bulls looked um, this opening game. I they beat the Heat. Um, I really liked how the Cavaliers looked. I really think the Cavaliers are gonna compete. And man, the Clippers, the Clippers just knocked off the Lakers last night. Kawhi, I think, hit the game-winning shot or he did. hit a clutch shot. But Lakers, that's the thing. The, the Clippers look good. The Clippers look good. They're going to fill the vacuum, right? It's a it's a four to five team, right? You can pretty much fill in the top five right now. And everybody else is going to be battling for the scraps. Just but, to go back, just to go back to the Nets for a minute. I mean, you're not you're not gonna beat many teams giving up 32 points in a quarter 40 points no. in a quarter i mean he, they gave up 72 points just in the second half there's like, only geez. one there's one team that could do it and that was the d'antoni Suns. because yeah. yeah they would give up 32 but they would score 52 right 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 so i mean like i said i really wanted to see nash make an imprint on ben simmons and i mean i know it's just one game but it, it doesn't look like he's made a dent and you know we we briefly, I briefly discussed the Clipper win, but you know, I guess we got to talk about the Lakers. <laughs> we have to. I guess so. They lost the opening night game, uh, and then they, well, they lost their opening night game to the Warriors. They, like I said, they <coughs> yes, yesterday they lost to the Clippers. Are these the final years of LeBron James? Is he going to play out these final years like Michael Jordan, just accumulating a vast bunch of numbers but the team doesn't really win it looks like it I mean it really I mean if you're look you're running out you know Lonnie Walker the fourth you know Patrick Beverly you know Russ it's not gonna work like this is not I mean you're trying to make this happen it's not gonna work not at all and the real player that makes this team go is Anthony Davis and the problem is, can you trust Anthony Davis? And that's a resounding no. How many times, it goes back to Christian McCaffrey, right? We were talking about Christian McCaffrey in the beginning. 
He's the man. He's the, he's the man in that offense. But for how long? There's a reason why Anthony Davis is nicknamed Street Clothes. <laughs> There's a reason why. And the dude cannot stay healthy. Now, they may, they seem to have managed his minutes. He only played 36 minutes in the opener. Now, granted, they got their doors blown off by the, by the Warriors, but they're the defending champs. So there's something to be said for that. Then to go out and get blow and then lose to the Clippers. They lost by six. It was it was a, it was a close game. But I mean, you want to talk about Ben Simmons having a bad stat line? How about Russell Westbrook? Two yeah, points, well. four assists, and three rebounds in 27 minutes. If you want out, if Russ really wants out, then he needs to start playing better, right? Because who's going to trade for him? Is that what you think? You think he's playing that way because he wants out? I don't. I just think that's who he is. I, mean, I don't think he's any better than that. That's just who he is, man. I think that if he really wants to facilitate this, he's got to find a new gear. Because it's one of two things, right? He's either going to play this shitty, and they're going to buy him out, which may be the plan. I don't know. Like this may be who he is, but either he's going to play this shitty and they're going to buy him out. Or he's going to play well enough that they're, that a team is going to come calling. Because that, that, that Indiana deal, that Indiana deal was the best deal possible. And I'd rather have, I'd rather have Buddy, Buddy Heald. Like, wouldn't you? Like, I'd rather have, like, a warm cup of soup. Like, this isn't working. <laughs> uh, it's, just, it's disappointing to see Kendrick Nunn, too, not really get any burn and not really play well. I thought he was really good coming out of college. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, he never should have left Miami. Kendrick Nunn, never, he never should have left Miami. Yeah, the Westbrook thing, it's it's just uh, it's just, it's just bad. I mean, two points, dude? Mm-hmm. I mean, you could have got lucky and got two points last night against the Clippers. I mean, come on. It's just like... Hey. And yeah, it does seem like LeBron is trending towards that Michael Jordan end of his era kind of thing. I mean, that's what Michael did. I mean, Michael went to the Wizards, played exceptionally well. I believe he was averaging like 20, 22, 23 points and, you know, four or five assists. And, you know, they would become like a six seed, seven seed. No, they would be like a seven seed, eight seed, and not yeah. make the playoffs. And it's just like, whatever. And that's where this is heading. There's, there's no fixing this. No, but, so uh, the but other, Michael the other... also didn't have the avenue, the revenue streams and different avenues for social activism and other interests, right? I mean, M- Michael liked to gamble. Yeah. Michael liked to golf. Yeah. You know, Michael liked to smoke his cigars. You know, other, that, that the, was his interest. Those were other, his interests. Right. The other idea would be is like, you know, maybe the maybe the Lakers need to just see what it is and and trade him. Trade LeBron. Trade him to a trade him somewhere because he's got value. You trade him to a contender, trade him to a team that 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 needs with a superstar player, and and take all their draft picks because there's nothing he like. I don't even think a team's really gonna be in, that interested in Anthony Davis. Maybe the Pacers would be. I'm chuckling over here. You know who I immediately thought of when you said trade LeBron? Who? Who? The New York Knicks. Oh, it's God. finally time. Oh, it's geez. time. They don't need him. They don't. Need He's him. on death's door. Let's get him. Yeah. Need some last-minute fantasy football advice? Then the boys at the Fade Route have you covered. Tune in every NFL Sunday to Red Light, Green Light, 1, 2, 3 with DNZ. DNI give you our top 1, 2, 3 fantasy starts or green light. And fantasy sits or red light. That's Red Light, Green Light, 1, 2, 3 every NFL Sunday during the season. 
You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get the fade route. That's Red Light, Green Light, 123 with DNZ. Every NFL Sunday during the season. Speaking about people on Death's Tour, uh, two quarterbacks had really, really tough weekends. Two Hall of Fame quarterbacks. I wouldn't say both of them are great. One of them is definitely great. The other guy is good. Uh, the Packers and the Bucks had bad losses. The Jets bested the Packers in Lambeau. And the Bucks lost to Kenny Pickett and the Steelers in Pittsburgh. Aaron did not show up to OTAs. Brady didn't do final walkthrough with his team, met them in Pittsburgh, and then he had the audacity to scream at his lineman on national TV. Man, bad luck there, Tom. Has either quarterback lost their team? Uh, well, it's hard to say, right? It's definitely hard to say because these are two veterans. They are the, phrase, the faces of their franchise. They've invested so much in them. And in Brady's case, they built around him. Unlike Aaron Rodgers, who took all the money and they decided to dump his best player. But this has been brewing a long time with Rodgers, right? This, is, this has been a long time coming. If for fan again, fans of karma, fans of Schadenfreude, this is for you. They're slowly, the Packers are slowly chipping away, right? It's slowly eroding around Mr. Rogers. And it's all the more evident that they did not invest in the proper talent to keep this train going. And they chose to effectively placate this quarterback instead of getting rid of him. Identify the problem and then deal with the problem. They identified the problem and proceeded to try and win over the problem to where <laughs> they're trying to reason with it's like a toddler who won't eat his vegetables. You know, you just here comes the train, do, 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 and then the toddler spits in your face, spits the food back. Like, that's kind of what this is. Like, this is what Aaron Rodgers is. This is what he's been doing for years in Green Bay. It's now just coming to a head, and that head is going to burst, and it's going to cost Lafleur. It's going to cost Gutkunst. It's going to cost Rodgers. It's going to cost the entire team. For Brady, you can't tell me he wanted to play this year. You really can't tell me he wants to play. He's there, but he's not there. You know? Like, he's still going through the motions, and Brady going through the motions is still pretty goddamn good. But it looks like he's preoccupied elsewhere. I mean, the Giselle thing is happening now. Giselle. Antonio Brown coming out and attacking, you know, like Cobra Kai. Like, it's just like, that's like the most inopportune moment for this. And then for Brady to skip walk through to meet the team in Pittsburgh, Mazel Tov, Mr. Kraft, congratulations on your wedding, by the way. Where was our invite? 
I just want to know. Damn like, it. We, come on. Like, we, we, we bring the life of the party. But, you know, this is an isolated incident compared to years of festering under the surface in Green Bay. And it's a bad look. It really is a bad look for Tampa Bay where, like, Pickett didn't finish the game, right? Trubisky did. <laughs> <laughs> they lost to Mitch. They lost. They lost. They lost. Tom's like, I didn't leave my wife and kids to come here and lose to Kenny Pickett and Mitchell Trubisky and the Pittsburgh Steelers. And somebody, you know, under their breath, somebody said, "Well, then maybe you should have been here on Saturday." Oh! Oh! Shots fired! Shots fired! But you can, you know, the Tampa, both teams, Tampa Bay and Green Bay. This is not. This is not what they signed up for. This is not what they chalked it up to be. Green Bay, like I said before, they're mediocre, can beat teams best. Clearly, that is not the case. Clearly, that is not the case right now. The Buccaneers, because of their division, they're still in this. Green Bay, you're fighting for a wild card right now, so you need to snap out of this because Minnesota, Minnesota, Minnesota. they have their foot on your throat. They're ready to close this division out. And you need to be able to do something about it. But, you know, we're, we're analyzing Tampa Bay and Green Bay too much. Give credit where credit is due. The Jets took that game. Stop. They did. Stop. See, see, the quarterback had 99 yards passing. They were 1 for 11 on third down. Stop. Stop. It's an apparition, dude. They're not good. They beat a bad team. The Giants beat them too. The Packers are just not a good team. Their receivers don't get separation. Their quarterback didn't go to OTAs or or it doesn't work with his receivers. He's I wouldn't be surprised if he if he retires after this year. Don't even go there. Don't even go there, dude. Like you are, you are what your record says you certainly you, you are. certainly are. A hundred percent you are. I'm not I'm not disagreeing with that. But the fact of the matter is is that the Jets beat a bad Packer team. They beat a Miami Dolphins team that had its third-string quarterback. Come on. Like, there's, there's, there's not a lot there. They lost, they, they, they lost to teams that were teams, that were good teams, ready to play. Let's see what happens. They're going to Denver this weekend. The Jets are probably going to win in Denver this weekend. Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson's hurt, but, they're, that, the, but they are playing in Denver, and the Denver defense is stout. But reality sets in after that. They're going to play the Patriots, who are just their defense is just shutting people out. They're just shutting people out. So if the Jets win in Denver, win in New England, okay, I'm a believer. Until then, until their quarterback throws for more than 100 yards, you know the you know the situation in New York is bad when you have your wide receiver Elijah Moore asking for a trade because he's targeted zero times in the passing game. The team's four and two, but you're asking to be traded, right? What does that tell that, you? That tells me that he's a bad teammate. Oh, he needs to go. stop! That tells me he's looking around, being like, "This is not, this isn't going anywhere. This isn't going anywhere. This isn't real." You're Dude. telling me, you're telling me that if Elijah Moore, right, uh-huh. was, let's say he was on. Let's say he was on. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Let's say he was on the Miami Dolphins. Okay. Let's say Elijah Moore is on the Miami Dolphins. He's got Jalen Waddle, Tyree Kill, and let's say the Dolphins were four and two. 
Um, You're telling me he's going to ask for a trade? Yes. Wow. Because that's who he is. No way. This is, yes. Here's why. There's a reason why he fell to the Jets. Well, he's a trash person. I know that. I know right. that. I know so what he did. What I, know what he, I know what he did at Ole Miss. I know what he did at Ole Miss. He's a trash person. But he's still. But still. He's on, he's on a team that had 99 yards passing and he wasn't targeted. Get me the fuck out of here. Get me the fuck out of here. Like, are you kidding me? That's like being on the bench on a team that doesn't have any fucking wins. <laughs> like, get me out of here. I don't want to be here anymore. Let me go play for the Panthers. Because I know I'm going to get the ball there. And I, I that's why I'm, I'm a wide receiver. I'm a football player. I mean, right now, I'm going out there and fucking blocking people. Like, that's not... I'm with him. I'm 100% with him. It's not having been a bad teammate. I want to contribute to the win. I'm not contributing to the win if I'm not getting targets. I'm not getting targets. What am I, a fucking distraction? <laughs> like, come on, yes. man. Yes, because now um, we're talking about you uh, instead of talking about the Broncos. Total trash teammate, trash play. <laughs> Goodbye. Don't hit. Don't let the door hit you on the way. Vaya con Houston. Dios, my friend. Vaya con Dios, muchacho. <laughs> so when you when you get traded for Brandon Cooks, right? Oh, when geez. you get when you get traded for Brandon Cooks, because that seems to be the move. Like, what are we gonna do? Let's trade for Brandon Cooks. He doesn't want to leave Houston. Who gives a shit? I didn't ask you that. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I said. That's not what I asked you. <laughs> no. I said how do you like how do you like New York winter? But no, that's that's exactly what I'm talking about. You cannot be a 51 and 1 guy. Like that's not that's not how this works. You need to be able to fit into the team concept. There's a reason, same reason why Denzel Mibbs can can't get on the field. Like you oh, need to be able to do more. Guy. Cut him. Cut him. Let him go feel bad for that guy too man it's like yo i just want to play football somewhere what you draft me why did i get drafted here <laughs> you know what if you're if you want to play play better there, there's a great idea you want to crack the lineup play better you want to crack the lineup contribute to special teams denzel mims doesn't play special teams oh, you need to do something you're, you're such a homer you you're need such to a, you're such you, a company man you need to Absolutely, I'm a company man. These teams will be here long after the players. So here's the thing. If you want to play, you need to do something to stand out, and you need to make yourself usable. You need to make yourself accountable. You need to make yourself trustworthy in the eyes of the coaching staff. If it's not going to happen, then you need to go. So if you're not willing or you're not able to do it, then goodbye and let somebody else move in. And uh, that's a lot. I mean, that goes for Green Bay, too. You're going to have guys like Lazard, Romeo Dobbs, the immortal Amari Rogers. Like, if you guys, you, it's time. You either step up or step out. And I think that's what, that's what needs to happen. And the veteran presence of Randall Cobb, no offense to Randall Cobb, he's a great player was a great player like he's just playing out the string now at his point in his career like that is that's evident like they're not being pushed they're not being taken into account the only person the only person that is like doing anything is Aaron Rodgers he's bitching to the media that's what he's doing instead of working with players he's going around and he's doing the passive aggressive need to simplify the offense LaFleur doesn't even know what that means Good for you, coach. You don't know it. Everybody needs to get in the room. 
Get in a room and figure this shit out. Lifler. Same thing with Tampa Bay. Get in the room and figure this shit out. Because Brady clearly doesn't want to be there. Bowles, Light, Brady, y'all need to get in a room. And Tom needs to be like, dude, yeah, I don't want to be here. How do we make this happen? So do I have to fake an injury? Like, what do I, you know, like, Co- Belichick used to put me on the IR. Like, he used to put me on the injury report. Like, I don't know, like, what are we going to do here to facilitate this divorce? Oh, sorry. Wrong choice of words, Tom. This, uh, this separation. No, that's not the right word either. Like, sorry, I'll, I'll come up with something. Never mind. That's, uh, I'll figure out the word. But it's clear that, that there's something there and Brady just it should have been it should have been this year this this should have been his first year of retirement he should be enjoying it instead he looks like he's you know going through the motions the choice is yours swipe left or swipe right All right, boys and girls, we have a special edition of Swipe Left or Swipe Right. It is the NFL quarterback condition, uh, quarterback edition. We have three starting quarterbacks, and we are either going to swipe left or swipe right on them. Swipe left or swipe right. Number one, Patriots quarterback Bailey Zappi. Yeah, this comes up because Mac Jones seems like he's ready to roll. Seems like he's ready to play this week. Um, I'm swiping right for Bailey Zappi. I think they stick with him. He's a model for efficiency at quarterback. He hits the open wide receiver. He doesn't turn the football over. There's no reason to, you know, he's, he wins. There's no reason to rush Mac Jones back. Mac Jones is your guy, but, you know, this guy's getting it done. So I, I stick with Bailey Zappi. You know who you just described, right? You know who that sounds like. <laughs> Go ahead. Like? One Mr. Jimmy G. Yeah. Wind it back from years ago. Bailey Z sounds like Jimmy G. Bailey Z sounds like a doctor. <laughs> he, yeah, he's probably a dermatologist. Yeah, or, or a podiatrist. Sorry, something. Yeah, you know, progressive foot care. Shout out Dr. Pinker and those creepy commercials. Good for you. But I'm swiping right on Bailey Zappi too. I've been impressed with what he's been able to do. He's 2-0, 72.9% completion. He's completing 73% of his passes. Yeah. So that is impressive. Four touchdowns to one pick, solid ratio. Solid ratio. And to be honest here, Mac Jones has not been where they thought he was going to be coming out of Alabama. And if he can, if Bailey Zappi can take the job, more power to him. More power to him. It just underscores again, like for the highlight of Zappi in the seventh round or sixth round, wherever he was drafted. It's the low light of drafting Mac Jones in the first round. Like it's the inconsistency of Bill Belichick as administrator, as talent evaluator. But Zappi is showing that in a short term, he's got the goods. Now give him the rope the same way that the Cowboys gave Cooper rush the rope until Dak was totally ready. And Dak apparently is going to start against the lions give Mac Jones the time give Bailey Zappi the time to prove that you know he is this good or it was an aberration you have the you have nothing but time you're playing the Bears this weekend 
right? You're playing them on Monday night. Realistically, this is a this is a fine game. This is a fine game for Mr. Zappi to show that he is as legit as we think he is, because they get the Jets the week after that, and the Jets are not a pushover that the Bears are, right? In terms of there are levels to this. The Bears are down here. The Jets are higher up the food chain. So, and it's weird to say that, but it is. It's true. The Jets will come hit you in the mouth. So we'll we'll definitely see what Bailey Zappi has to offer in two weeks. And I doubt that Bill Belichick is going to make such a rash decision and have Jones come back when it's not really necessary. Swipe left or swipe right. Number two, Broncos quarterback Russell Wilson. I don't think anybody's swiping right on this guy. I mean, he certainly looks like he's done in Denver, and he never even got started. Whether he's hurt or not, or he's having trouble running the offense, running the ball, throwing the ball, he can't hit open wide receivers. The team's frustrated. Fans are frustrated. Fantasy owners are frustrated. I'm frustrated, so I'm, I'm swiping left on him. Five touchdowns, three picks, 1,400 yards. Under 60% completion, you're looking at, you know, 58.6. If he's hurt, still not. I mean, he's been playing hurt his entire career at this point because he's been playing behind shit offensive lines. This should be, you know, second fiddle to him. You know, this should be uh, second nature. And I'm swiping left on him. Like, it's just, it's not a good fit. You know, Hackett. That hire seems to be a bad fit. This team seems to be a bad fit for Russ. It, it just seems like another time that John Elway has shot himself in the foot out in Denver. And if Brett Rippin, the immortal Brett Rippin, who's done it to the Jets before, right? He came in when he was a, a member of the WFT, I believe. Or he was a Bron- I'm not 100% sure. He might have been a, a, a Bronco at that point. But he came in and he was able to move the ball against the Jets. He was able to make the offense go. If Brett Rippon is able to do that while Russell Wilson is on the sidelines, then you really need to consider what the hell you just invested in. Because it was multiple draft picks, no offense, Andrew Locke, and Shelby Harris. For this, that's a lot. That's that's a lot for two and four circling the drain and wanting to wanting to fire a coach. So you, there's no way you can swipe left. You can swipe right on Russell Wilson at this point. Swipe left or swipe right on New York Football Giants QB Daniel Jones. You know this is really surprising to me. I mean Max Kellerman and. And ESPN, they're all about the Giants should give Daniel Jones a three-year, $75 million contract. Am I missing something? Do not listen to Max Kellerman. The Giants passing offense is pretty simple. If the first read isn't there, run it. Like, uh, I'm swiping left on him. I mean, I I think he's a good player. Is he worth a new contract? 
maybe short term, but not for $75 million. So it's got like a $30 million deal of two years. Uh, but that's about it for Daniel. It's time for them to move on. I think they're going to get a reality check this weekend in Jacksonville, but um, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a, I've seen enough of Daniel Jones. I'm swiping left too. He's solid, but unspectacular. He's, he is who he is. Like he's not gonna, he's not gonna wow you. The only thing he's gonna wow you with is the bonehead mistakes that you will see from time to time. That usually follows a flash of brilliance, like that eighty-yard run, and then he trips over his own two feet, or running for the first down, except he lowers his head. <laughs> like that is—that's who Daniel Jones is. Like he's gonna. He's going to show you a flash, and then he's going to do something stupid. In short, he's this generation's Ryan Fitzpatrick. No. No, he's not. You think he's going to be a journeyman like that? Yes. He doesn't pass the ball as well as Ryan Fitzpatrick does. But you have to admit that the behavior pattern is very similar. <laughs> now, uh... the only difference is that he went to Duke and not to Harvard. So, you know, that does that. You know, And he doesn't rock a sweet beard and look like Conor McGregor. But Daniel Jones has improved. But still, his improved is not very good. As far as this weekend goes, Jacksonville, you know, they're pretty stout in the run defense. It's going to be Daniel's game. And I think he'll do enough. I don't think he's not going to he's not going to wow you. He never wows you with his stat lines. <laughs> Like, this year, like, against Green Bay, 217. Like, that's the most he's thrown this. He's thrown for this year. No touchdowns, no picks. <laughs> A lot of yards. So, he's the very definition of he is who he is. And, you know, that's fine. He hasn't earned a lucrative deal. He hasn't, learned, he hasn't earned a long-term deal. Not by a long shot. Absolutely not. So, playing out the string, you're going to find a new quarterback in free agency. Do not draft a quarterback. And, yeah, like, he's just, Daniel Jones is the very definition of is who he is. And that's okay, because that'll give him a nice 10-year career as a backup. And who knows, he may get another opportunity down the line like Geno Smith. But, yeah is who he is. Can you take the championship from DNZ? This year, you can play our football pick'em on CBS Sports and compete against us in the option every week. Check the link in our Instagram bio, Fade Round Podcast, for all the details and to sign up. Then tune into the Fade Round every week until the Super Bowl for updates and standings. Bring it on. The Fade Store presents the Alleged Superstar of the Week Award. All right, boys and girls, you know what time it is. It is time for the Alleged Superstar of the Week you know how it goes. We have a poll on our Twitter page at FadeRouteDNZ and you vote and you vote and you vote and you vote. 
And once that poll ends, the winner of said poll gets the coveted ass trophy and a shout out on this here show. And do you know who took home the coveted ass trophy this week? I don't. So it was a tie between NFL officials and Max Scherzer. So we can break break the tie right here, I think. I personally think that the NFL officials had a much worse week than (laughs) Max Scherzer did. Max Scherzer had one bad game. These guys had multiple bad games in a row. These guys. Yeah, so I think we can give just a little bit of the edge to the NFL officials. And I think that could be a recurring theme moving forward. But that was last week. This is this week. Who are your nominees for the Alleged Superstar of the Week, D? All right, first up, I've got Yankee starting pitcher Garrett Cole. While the Yankees were celebrating after the division went over the Indians, you pretended to take part in the locker room celebration. You put on goggles, took swigs of Budweiser, and then spit it out. <laughs> Garrett Cole, you are my Alleged Superstar of the Week. Number two, Tom Brady. Ah. My boy misses walkthrough to go to a wedding for his former owner, then gets beat by the Pittsburgh Steelers in Pittsburgh, screams at his lineman on the sideline after he wasn't even at walkthrough. Tom, not a good look for you. You are my alleged superstar of the week. And last and certainly least, Alvin Kamara, my number two pick in the fantasy draft this year. You currently... Through seven games, have 351 yards and zero touchdowns. Really? Really? See, what do you got? Those are all bad. Those are all really bad. But, yeah. Yeah, those are bad. I, I, just, I need a second. I need, I need a little 20. I need a 20. But I'm going to start with Cristiano Ronaldo. That guy. You quit on your team. You quit on Man U. Coach Ten Hog wants to sub you in, and you walk off. Like, no, I'm good. No Thank lies. you. This has been a season of poor diva-like behavior from one Mr. Ronaldo, and it makes you wonder, right? Is he really the best in the world? Because I, you know, you couldn't have a shittier teammate. That's a pretty shitty teammate. You sold your team out. You walked away when they asked you to go on the field. Like, that's Vontae Davis level bad. That's the one thing he didn't do was announce his retirement. Middle of the game. Cristiano Ronaldo, that is disgraceful. And you're getting off light, only missing the Chelsea game. I don't see how you're welcome back in Old Trafford, but that's just me. Cristiano Ronaldo, you are my alleged superstar of the week. Aaron Boone. For these questionable, questionable, and then I say questionable, decisions. Clark Schmidt got the job done. Ah, running back out there. That's fine. Oh, go ahead. You got this. Bam, bam, bam. <laughs> oh, no, we'll go to Trevino. Oh, I can, you know, oh, Aaron Hicks is hurt. Ah, let's put in Marvin Gonzalez. What? Okay. All right. Just one decision after another after another. And I'm going to lump in the Michael K thing too. Take your medicine 
like a man. You don't need to pull. You, need, you don't need to go back at Michael K. You can be the bigger man there, right? You can answer his question like a professional and move on. But you're stirring the pot, and it makes me think that either you have no power, or that you deserve some kind of break. You deserve nothing. You deserve what you're getting. And most likely, if you lose, you're getting a pink slip. I'm just saying, Aaron. Aaron Boone, you are my alleged superstar of the week. And last but not least, Elijah Moore. This is the most relevant the Jets have been in a very long time. And you are turning around and making it about yourself. And your targets. And your carries. And your yards. Rather than the team. This is not an individual sport. You want an individual sport? Go play fantasy football. At the end of the day, it's still about team wins. So if you get shipped out to the sorry no-account Houston Texans or the sorry no-account Chicago Bears or the NFL equivalent of Siberia, it's on you. You had the chance to be a good teammate. You're choosing otherwise. Just like guys before you, like Jamal Adams, like Darrell Revis. Don't go full Revis. Don't go full Jamal. The Jets seem to win most of that. Elijah Moore, you are my alleged superstar of the week. I've said my piece. D has said his piece. The poll goes up after the show at FadeRouteDNZ on Twitter and for our nominees. Just do better, boys. Just do better. podcast has its own merch line now go to the fade store with dnz.com today for all your fade route merch needs i'm talking tank tops t-shirts sweatshirts like yoga pants we got those too like some cool accessories we got those too and we're not done yet we have so much more planned for you but check out what we have today at the fade store with dnz.com that's the fade store with dnz.com Let's run the option and give you our picks for the week. It is the option for week seven. And if you have not joined our CBS Pick'em League yet for the option, what are you waiting for? It's already week seven, guys. Get on there. Follow that Instagram link in bio at Podcast. Sign up today and play against us. Had a pretty decent week last week. I took home the win, but Foxy is still in the lead. It's close, though. The difference between first and second place is only four points, and we have a three-way tie at second place. But it is time to go 
We missed last night's game, but we both had the Cardinals. My apologies. Was under the weather. Won't happen again. Or maybe it will. Who knows? We're going to go right into Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. The 2-4 and four Browns go into Baltimore to take on the 3-3 three and three Ravens. I am thinking Baltimore. Got to think they rebound after that giant loss. This is tough. This is a tough, tough game. You'd think so. Yeah, it's hard to see the Ravens losing this game. It's going to be close, but I they got Tucker. The other team doesn't. That's all you need. Ravens win. The 3-3 three and three Tampa Bay Bucks take on the 1-5 Carolina Panthers. Oh, Bucks. Carolina's giving up. Yeah, that's the white flag. They've they are waving the white flag. Bucks should take this pretty easily. You know, Brady can go to a bar mitzvah on Saturday. I mean, he went to the wedding last week. He can go to, you know, he can go wherever he wants on Saturday. He'll be fine on Sunday. The three and three Falcons at the three and three Bengals. Uh, I you know I originally chose the Bengals, but I'm gonna say the Falcons. I think they're trying a little hard. This is gonna be a shootout. I don't believe in the Falcons' defense. Can't trust the Bengals' defense. Can't trust the Bengals' O-line. Grady Jarrett will get home. Now the question is, will it be considered a roughing the passer? <laughs> you know, he needs to rock Joe Burrow to bed. He's got to give him, he's got to put his binky in, and he's got to tell him a lullaby. He's got to sing him a little lullaby. And then maybe they'll only, you know, they'll only give him five yards instead of 15. So... I'm going to say the Bengals, they have a little more firepower, and that's what's going to take it home. The 1-4 Detroit Lions at the 4-2 Dallas Cowboys with one Dak Prescott under center. Dallas. It's going to be closer than we think. I think that Cal- that Dak is going to take them back a notch. I-, I really think that he slows this team down, and you really saw it. You saw it with Cooper Rush once he was in there. Dak struggled. Cooper did not. That being said, Cowboys are going to win by seven. The 5-1 and one New York football giants go into Jacksonville, which has been a house of horrors for them, to take on the 2-4 and four Jaguars. Yeah, I think it's a trap game, so I'm going to go with Jacksonville. Fool me once on Jacksonville. Actually, I got fooled three times this year on Jacksonville. So I'm going with the Giants. I think that they'll do just enough to win. The defense will show up at the appropriate time. And Daniel Jones will do just enough because that's who he is. He is who he is. The 3-2-1 Colts in a division matchup go into Tennessee to take on the 3-2 Titans. Uh, gonna take the Colts. I think they're surging. This is tough, because they. this is really the definition of mediocre. <laughs> it's like, what do you take here? Do you take the Matt Ryan-led team, which is... Matt Ryan. Right. Yeah. Blech. Or do you take the Ryan Tannehill-led team? Blech. Like, Jonathan Taylor is no great shakes this year. Derrick Henry is no great shakes this year. 
Like, this is, you know, the Colts have already played to a tie this year. It would not surprise me if they played to a tie again. But I'll go Titans. I will go Titans on this. I think Henry will have a better game than he's been having. And Matt Ryan will do Matt Ryan things at the least opportune time. The 3-3 three and three Packers at the 2-4 and four Washington Commanders led by the immortal Taylor Heineke. Yeah, I'm going Washington. I think uh, they're going to get after Aaron. Yeah, the Packers are swirling around the drain, but if I'm going to go with the Packers because if they have any pride, if they have any pride, they show up this game. If they fall to three and four, you're officially in a free fall. And heads are going to roll. Heads are definitely going to start rolling in Green Bay. But I got them this week. We'll see. We're into the four o'clock hour. The 4-2 New York Jets go into the mile high to take on the 2-4 Denver Broncos. Yeah, I'm taking the Jets, man. Jets pretty handily. That defense plays. Brett Rippon isn't any good. Zach Wilson is just going to have to stay out of the way. So this is the Brees Hall show. Sounds familiar. Except one is one team is blue, the other team is green. How about that? The one three and one Houston Texans go into Vegas to take on the one and four Raiders. I gotta say the Raiders. I mean, especially coming off of the loss and the bye, they gotta be beat. They gotta be the Texans handedly. Yeah, this is another mediocrity bowl. You know, the Raiders are the better team, at least on paper. They should take this home. It wouldn't. In true Raider fashion, it wouldn't surprise me if they laid an egg, because that's what they do. And somewhere, Rich Passaccia is smiling. But I'm going to take the Raiders. I think talent will trump all. But look for Damian Pierce to have a really good game on the ground against the Raiders. The 3-3 three and three Seahawks go into SoFi to take on the 4-2 and two Chargers. I'm taking the Seahawks. This is a tough game. This is a way tougher game than we could have fought at the beginning of the year, right? Seahawks aren't any good. They're rebuilding, but they're holding their own. I'm going to take the Chargers. It's going to be close. And Herbert is going to pull it out at the end. The 4-2 and two Chiefs go into Santa Clara to take on the 3-3 three and three 49ers. I'm going to take the Chiefs. How about them Chiefs? How about them Chiefs? Like, there's going to be a lot of smoke and mirrors from the 49ers this week. It's going to be a shootout, but one team has Patrick Mahomes, the other team does not. I will take the team that has Patrick Mahomes. Your Sunday night, there's, oh God, this, oh, the Sunday night game. The two and four Steelers go into Miami to take on the three and three Dolphins. I'm taking the Dolphins. Two is back. I think they're going to play well. This is a stinker. This is a big stinker of a game. Like even if Tua is healthy, this offense is such that they could get him hurt again. Like Mike McDaniel clearly just 
is about running his offense without regard for what's going on around him. <laughs> it's like, fuck, this, you know, I'm proving how smart I am. All right, well, one's in, a, one's in an arm brace, one's in a neck brace, and the other's in a, on a gurney. But you got your point across, coach. You could, you're a good offensive coach. That being said, the Steelers are no good, right? Mitch is going to be under center. Dolphins, but it's not going to be pretty. <laughs> Speaking of not pretty, your Monday night delight, the 2-4 and four Chicago Bears going to Foxborough to take on the 3-3 three and three New England Patriots. Come on. I know, I know, but come on, say it. Yeah, say it. It's a formality. You know, we, we, have, it, we have to say it for our loyal supporters and listeners. It's the Patriots. It's the Bailey Zappi show. Justin Fields is going to see ghosts the way Sam Darnold did. My only question is, are they actually going to get him saying it on the sidelines? Patriots pretty handily. Teams on the bye, the Bills... The Rams, the Vikings, and the Eagles adjust your fantasy rosters accordingly. This has been the Fade Route with DNZ. Thanks for tuning in. You can catch our podcast on Wednesday nights on Anchor, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Until next time, stay faded, everyone. Time for us to run the go route, but we'll talk to you next week. want to get on the action we want to hear from you hit us up fade route mail at gmail.com slide in our dms on ig at fade route podcast drop us a dm on twitter at fade route dnz comment on our youtube channel the fade route with dnz questions comments picks segment suggestions you name it we want to hear from you get at us in crowd Thanks for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you like what you heard and want to hear more, be sure to like and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Rate us five stars. Leave us a review. Turn on subscription notifications and tell your friends. Spread the word. Spread it wide.